Section twenty five of the Rose Coloured World and Other Fantasies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. The Rose Coloured World and Other Fantasies by Ethel Mary Brodie. Faith, Chapter Seven easter sunday passed quietly for faith winston the church bells chimed out musically vibrating joy and peace all over the city of new york the world seemed full of happy people from the gay throngs which paraded and massed on fifth avenue to the strollers in central park not so for faith her heart was buried in darkness she had found out betty's address and had sent for her and betty came willing and delighted in leaving bernstein glenny faith had taken little money and only the money which was rightfully her own a small inheritance left by her father john winston the only clothes she had were too fine for everyday wear and least of all in a restaurant faith lived on the wages that she earned at the boniface her boarding-house room was modest and tidy her fine tastes were averse to the vulgarities of boarding-house furnishings and decorations and a dainty touch here and there in a picture an ornament and a few books with interesting titles betrayed something of the personality of the occupant and her tastes were simple and direct betty told faith what she had done how she had planned with her new acquaintance in the boniface mr shalburn to have him watch pierre and herself in the central park and to interfere if necessary she told faith of the note she had written to mr shalburn in the restaurant and of how kindly and readily he offered his services in her aid where he came from she did not know from his accent she was sure that he was an englishman and a gentleman of rank in the navy as for mr pierre she had distrusted him from the first she saw that he was annoying her friend she hoped faith would forgive her interference but she had done it out of love for her faith winston had pressed her hand warmly and with a gentle smile had said thank you dear and this had meant more to betty than words for betty's heart understood a great deal more than it appeared to understand god bless her murmured betty to herself easter sunday was a sad day for faith winston the inevitable had to be faced she knew a severe ordeal lay before her if she returned to bernstein glenny a future of difficulty but it seemed the only alternative and conscience told her it was the only way it was faith winston's gethsemane she shed no tears but there were lines of pain around her mouth and eyes which betrayed the inward struggle reason feeling conscience were doing battle for her future perchance for eternity freedom of thought and the joy of living drew her in one direction conscience the wondrous wise instinct of the soul pointed another path what thousands and millions had stood at those crossroads before one road apparently so smooth so easy so bright overshadowed with the mystery of an unknown and perhaps dreadful end the other a narrow uphill path where lay a cross where thorns would tear her tender flesh and sharp stones cut the tired feet where a mystery indeed enshrouded it but a mystery with a hope brighter than the sun faith swayed between the road and the path wavering at the gateway of the one and then at the entrance of the other 
would that the many who had suffered doubted reasoned and then decided would that they could come back to earth again and tell her guide her which way she should go then the meaning of the day came into her mind it was easter sunday to-morrow was kept sacred in the churches in remembrance of the resurrection hundreds and hundreds of years ago all that she had read of the greatest of all great lives came into her thoughts it passed before her in wood vision in a procession of pictures scene after scene one wonderful act after another the marvellous wisdom the white truth the spiritual beauty the unutterable pathos of the master's life the awful agony of standing alone because no one would believe him the terrible but magnificent tragedy of gethsemane the seemingly complete failure of the cross the master's heroic and surpassing love and then the splendour and glory of the resurrection faith beheld it all there it lived in her mental vision the only way i am the way the truth and the life faith winston threw herself on her bed and sobbed cried as she had never done in her life her slender body shook with the outburst of feeling and the relief the struggle was over peace had fallen on the battlefield the broken and shattered remains of thoughts ideals and past feelings lay scattered there and still bleeding betty bent over her and lifted her head gently laying it on her lap she soothed the lonely woman with tender words she smoothed her hair with a loving touch and tears of sympathy ran slowly down her cheeks i ask nothing dear of your life but if there is any way in which i can serve you let me do it said betty earnestly faith raised her tear-stained face have you any duty that binds you to your home here in new york betty smiled i have an old father to keep but my sister helps too she keeps our rooms nice and makes his life as comfortable as we can afford i supply the money if i were able to give you more than the boniface restaurant could pay you would you come with me where i am going asked faith gravely wiping her tears away if you gave me nothing i would go had i not my old father to think of as it is your offer will help us more than what i can do now it is very kind of you dear but i'll go with you because you have grown so dear to me and i cannot part with you in the midst of your troubles and betty caressed her lovingly thank you betty returned faith winston with a grateful smile and where do you go asked the little waitress if you don't mind me asking i said faith with a wan smile i go to my husband and she gently kissed the little waitress betty End of section twenty five